from magical movies. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. To unforgettable adventures. Well, once there was a princess. I'm an outlaw, that's what. That's no life for a lovely lady always on the run. From the thrill of the theater to the comfort of your home. Do you want to build a snowman? Or ride our bike around the I don't care how you kill the little beast, but do it! And do it now! You can always count on something new from Disney. That's why they call me Thumper. Necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stuff. Look, have I got it? The magic feather. Now you can fly. Ohana means family. Just a sec. Buzz, will you get up here and give me a hand? I'm taking you to someplace pretty special. You won't find him here. <laughs> the king has returned. Join us for discussion and commentary as we open the Disney Vault with your hosts, Steve Glossin and Teresa Delgado. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Vault Talk. It's our special marathon episode as we do our podcast marathon for Cure. You can find out more about Cure by going to curechildhoodcancer.org. Currently, at the time that we're recording this live at uh, geekoutonline.com slash live or bighonkinshow.com slash live or mixler.com slash goliverse, any of those things will work. Uh, we have raised $3,412. We are $588 away from our goal of 4000 we thank everyone who has donated thus far. Teresa has thrown the gauntlet down uh, to raise the rest of the gold during this time on Disney Vault Talk. Speaking of, she is the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk, and uh, she is the she's the reason for this whole show. I remember when she threatened me. She backed me into a corner. She said, she pointed her little finger at me and said, you're going to do this. And here we are, all these years later. And she is, of course, the lovely, the talented, the powerful, Teresa Delgado. Hello, Teresa. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm actually really excited. You seem, you seem really wound up right now. I am. All right. Well, you know what, you know what I say to that. Slow down, you gone to crash. Baby, they were singing, it's a blast, blast, blast. Well, look at now, you got your blinders on. Everybody's looking for a way to get real gone, real gone. All right. Also with us, and uh, this is a surprise, and it's a welcome one at that. So excited to have with us. Uh, where where do you begin with her IMDb? Recently, recently I've been delving into a series where I've known her as the Black Canary. Uh, for all of us, uh, though, who are Star Wars Rebels fans, we especially know her as the 
I, I'm going to say the heart and soul of the ghost crew. Definitely the the the, the leadership figure, the captain. I forget she she ends up being a general by the time you get to Rogue One. Harrison Dula, but ladies and gentlemen, she's voiced by the great Vanessa Marshall. Hello, Vanessa. Hey there. It's an honor to join you guys. Oh, it's an honor. Thank on you for doing this. I'm so glad you're doing this. It's such a great cause. Oh, uh, we have fun doing it every year. It's it's kind of my own little personal birthday present to myself. Whoa. All right, Kevin Connors, chill out with the music there now. <laughs> um, it's kind of it's always been one of my birthday presents to myself to get on here hang out with friends and and raise money uh, for this organization cure childhood cancer and um, and we've never hit the four thousand dollar mark in all the years we've been doing it and so we're hoping to finally do that this year over the past few years I did get an email from them uh, earlier this this month and and they were talking about all that we've done in the past and our little podcast Teresa over the past four years this being the fifth year has raised over thirteen thousand dollars total for cure. And then you add on that what we've already done today, and we're well over the $16,000 mark, almost $17,000 raised just by our little outfit that we have around here. And that's, I think that's just awesome and a testament to our great listeners and uh, everyone that takes part in what we do and, and how, much of a, how much of a unique family and, 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 and just community we have in the Goliverse. So um, I think that's pretty exciting. Absolutely. So and Disney Vault Talk usually helps us reach our goals. So, right. yay! Yeah, so Let's do it. So Teresa has thrown the gauntlet down. I noticed over on Twitter where we are using the hashtag, even though I forget to use it whenever I tweet. Uh, goal the number four cure hashtag goal for cure, and uh, you can tweet at childhood at cure childhood cancer. Let them know that uh, you're participating and uh, get the word out to your friends and folks on all the social media. And, uh, and let them know that, that you're being a part of this today. $3,412 raised so far. Teresa, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? We are doing something a little different. In the past, we've done top tens. Mm -hmm. And I know people wanted us to do top ten villains, but I came up with this other idea. <laughs> we are going to dive into some of the unanswered Disney questions and Disney fan theories today. All right. All right. And this is why we have Vanessa on right now, because as some people may remember, she helped us cover Cinderella. Right. That's, and so we're going to start off with some Cinderella questions. It's, it's one of my favorite moments in, in, our, in our history where we listen to Perry Como sing Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was very good. It was very good. All right. You ready? Yep. Okay, so. Help us answer these questions. And you guys in the chat, we'd love to know what you think, too. So what would have happened if someone else had fit the slipper before Cinderella had tried it on? Wow. I mean, she can't be the only one that wore that size shoe, can she? Man, well, he lucked out. He found the right foot. <laughs> well, did, but see, and here it goes into another question. He didn't really find it. Like, if he cared so much, why didn't he go? Well, you listen, he's got to be back at the castle waiting, getting everything set and ready for his true love to show up, right? Okay. I guess. I mean, wouldn't it have been better for that sure. moment for him to be there 
into it for it to fit on her foot and they have that moment and they like walk eyes and it's just you know but no in the in the original um fairy tale did he was it was he not the one to go out and do it was i don't know i haven't read it <laughs> vanessa sorry say that again in the original in the actual original fairy tale did not the prince go around and, and try the shoes on the people I believe he did, yeah. Okay. And so it's just I, in the Disney version that he sent his, his vizier out or whatever. Oh, you're right. I no, but, but really, what if someone else had fit that slipper? What would have happened? <laughs> Gosh, it would be certainly a different story. It, would have been, it wouldn't have been Cinderella, Cinderella, not in Day Cinderella. Well, do you think he would have recognized her? Like, if it had been a different girl, would he have been paying enough attention to know that when he looked at her face, he'd be like, wait, that's not, that's not her. That's a good question. Did the prince You're going have, deep on us, huh? Did the prince have face blindness or something that he had to try on a shoe and he couldn't just be like, I need to go find this girl. <laughs> I mean, face blindness is a real thing, you know, that is it. Yeah. Um, there's a different name. I'm sure there, there's a more scientific name for it. But um, who has that? There's a there's a famous person that has it, that has been that is stricken with it. Is it Brad Pitt that has the well, face blindness? Well, that would explain some things. Well, well I don't know. <laughs> all right, I'm going to Google that and see if Brad. Bra okay, you Google that while I while I propose this question to okay. us. Okay. What happens to her step family once she gets married? Do they just continue being there or like do they have a purpose now now that she's gone or knowing her she pro probably hooks them up with some fancy lifestyle and is kind to them oh yeah. that's a nice that's a nice take on it she seems she seems like the kind of soul that would do that hmm Okay, so here's here's the last one for Cinderella, okay? Why didn't her glass slippers also change back at midnight like the rest of her outfit? Because her fairy godmother knew what she was doing, Teresa. See? It doesn't make any sense. See? If the whole outfit <laughs> Vanessa... changes back, the whole outfit. Why, Vanessa, see? Does she? <laughs> her shoes like the most uncomfortable part of her outfit i'm sorry glass slippers are not comfortable you never know buddy have you worn glass slippers not lately no um, in all honesty no <laughs> i can't imagine they'd be comfortable at all i would be a little nervous frankly i'm a big girl <laughs> i wouldn't want <laughs> can you imagine you're wearing well, glass on your feet ow and then if like it just cracks just a little and then you get stabbed, and then they, they like, fill with blood, and then they're, like, red <laughs> Well, that's, that's, Now you're talking about a Game of Thrones wedding. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also, like, I, I let me let me diverge and tell a story real quick. One time I was hanging at some friend's house who had a pool, and they had some old plastic chairs out by the pool. I'm a big person. I have no business sitting in old plastic chairs that have been out in the sun way too long. And as I'm sitting there just kind of talking to my friends and everything, all of a sudden... I hear, I hear the noise of, of plastic popping. Uh-oh. And I recognize it's popping. And so what do you do? Like, Teresa, you're walking around in glass slippers, and you hear that crack. You just stop moving altogether. 
because that's exactly what I did. Like I was holding my breath, doing my best, and I'm like, how do I get out of this one? Because the slightest move, everything's yeah. going to come crashing down. And sure enough, within five seconds, I was on my back on the ground. No. And the children were laughing. It was a funny moment. But, I mean, it's just that moment of panic, like, oh, what's going on? I can't move. See, but glass slippers is worse because you hear the crack, and then they start cracking, and then they oh. crack and break under your feet. I immediately, no, I immediately just sit down and pull them off. Yeah. That's yeah, but, I mean, that would be the best. But, like, what if you're in the middle of a dance with the prince and you can hear your shoes cracking mm. underneath you? <laughs> Teresa, why are you going such a dark place tonight? Gee whiz. <laughs> All right. I'm just wondering. So, proso, prosopagnosia is also what? called face blindness. It's a cognitive disorder of face perception in which the ability to recognize familiar faces, including one's own face. Is oh, in, no. Is impaired while other aspects of visual processing and intellectual functioning remain intact. What? I, I want to say, now here on this particular Wikipedia article, article, it doesn't have anything about Brad Pitt having it. Brad hey, Pitt. That's, uh, that's just nothing I want to know about. I can't even know that that's a possibility. That's yeah. terrible. Well, here's from Medical Daily. Brad Pitt says he has face blindness. What? It's, it's more common than you thought. So did he confuse Angelina Jolie for being Jennifer Aniston and like that's how he gets out of stuff or I I don't know. <laughs> he he Boy, said I'll tell you. He said so many people hate me because they think I'm disrespecting them. He said I'm going to get it tested. So this was 2013. Oh dear. All right. And then he said I swear to god I took one year where I just said, this year I'm going to cop to it and say to people, okay, where did we meet? But it just got worse. People were more offended. Every now and then someone will give me context and I'll say, thank you for helping me. But I tick people more, I tick more people off. You get this thing, you get this thing like you're being egotistical, you're being conceited, but it's a mystery to me. I can't grasp a face and yet I come from such a design aesthetic point of view. I call BS on that. I call, he's making excuses for himself. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I don't know the man, but, you know, I don't know. That's okay. really scary. One in 50 of us is face blind, and many don't even realize. Oh, no. <laughs> Greg, are you face blind? Am yeah. I? Are you face blind, Greg? Do you not recognize people's faces? Mm -mm. He says he's not face blind. No, he's not. You know what? I don't think I'm face blind either. Well, I think I, you would. I think I'm pretty good with faces. Yeah, I think you would know if you were face blind. I mean, when I meet people at conventions and then I see them at other conventions, I say, "I've met you before, haven't I?" And they say, "Yes, you have. You remember me?" I say, "Yes." So I, I don't remember your name. Yeah, well, you know, that's not a lot harder. We don't go that deep necessarily, but that's interesting. Vanessa, can I put you on the spot? Yep. And um, oh wow! By the sure way. I just got a just got handed a note from my producer slash wife that lets me know that in the original um one of the original fairy tales that the sister's eyes, the stepsister's eyes got pecked out by birds. Oh, oh. she's got face blindness. She oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Whoops. All right. So I want to come back, Vanessa, and put you on the spot and, and I'm sorry. Okay. A lot of times like I've met several people um in the voice acting community, that sort of thing. And they're always so nice, you know, and, and I always wonder, cause they say, yeah, I remember you, you know, I'm like, Hey, we met one time before and I don't expect to be remembered. And they're like, Oh yeah, I remember you. Are you just saying that to be nice or do you really? No. Kind of... uh -uh. Okay, great. 
No, uh-uh. Because if I have never met them, I mean, you can't you can't lie. Right. Well, it's I the mean, it's the a old. A lot of times, I remember people. They don't even remember me. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, hey, hey, remember me? No. Okay. See ya. Bye. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens a lot. lot. People are like, I don't know you. I'll see people from the gym in the supermarket. And I'm like, hey, you're the dude that was on the Stairmaster. And he looks at me like I'm insane. And then I see him at the gym and I go, yeah, it's me from Albertsons. And he goes, oh. So well, I remember more. Yeah. Well, Vanessa, I feel like that's more of an etiquette kind of thing. You can't just accost somebody in the in the grocery store because you saw Look, them in the gym. If they're wearing a Millennium Falcon shirt, it's going to happen. Okay, fair enough. Fair, you fair know enough. what I'm saying? It's yeah. just par for the course yeah i'll drive i'll be driving around town and i'll see people with like stormtroopers on their back glass or oh yeah um, or, or some type of rebel insignia or jet and i'm like i feel like i should pull up to that person and ask them to pull oh, I over do. yeah i do <laughs> i do say stuff to people too when they have star yeah. wars stuff on and sometimes oh, yeah. they're not as big of fans as we are and so they're no. like no i've never once been greeted with a, a smile <laughs> really no, they all think I'm, like, trying to accost them or I don't know. Yeah. You know what would be great is if somebody was wearing a Harris shirt and you walk up to them and say something and then they're like, who are you? Yeah, no. I voice Hera. What are you like talking about? Stuff like that has happened and I say, oh, I voice Hera. And they're like, yeah, right. And I'm the president. <laughs> I say, no, really. I'm the voice of Hera. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? Well, that happened. That happened to Tom Hanks. I heard on an interview with a little kid. He didn't believe him, and so he made the kid cover his eyes, and then he did the voice, and the kid freaked out. Aww. Yeah, but, but I could see that. But the voice of Woody is just Tom Hanks's voice. Well, I know, but people don't get that. I mean, what Vanessa does, and and people like her, James Arnold Taylor, and. And, 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 you know, professional voice actors, they actually do stuff to their voice, too. Yeah, but hair is not that different from your own voice, is it? Not really. That's true. No, I mean, it's... I think she probably the best part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> but you've done, you've done, like, Russian accents, right? Yeah, of and... course. Yeah, for um, Avengers, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Natasha Romanoff or Black Widow. She had a, a Russian accent in certain scenes. Uh, Olga Gerlakovich in um, Metal Gear Solid 3, I think it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of times. What's your best accent? Oh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, wait, no, the, your best accent is Hera speaking in her regular language, which is like French-ish or something. Yeah, from Ry her Ryloth home native tongue, sure. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that episode where she gets mad and slips back into her... her yeah, her... well, I, I speak French and have for many years, which uh, only serves me when I'm in a taxi cab with a Haitian driver in New York. Uh, but other than that, and or that particular scene, <laughs> it was useful. But uh, I don't meet a lot of French-speaking people. Hey, sadly. I was going, I was going completely unscripted earlier when I was bringing you in, Vanessa. I am, you yep. did do Black Canary and Young Justice, right? I did indeed, and okay. I'm so excited. It's doing so well. Season three on uh, the uh, DC streaming service. Yeah, the I'll third season, the fans. 
lobbied for it. I'm so grateful that that happened. It's just wonderful. And it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's just crushing it. I pray that they give us a fourth season. That would be just delightful. I've, I've I'll, started. I'll tell you, that fan community is really special. It's just a really special group of people. It, it, we've always had we've had fan meetups like at different San Diego Comic Cons over the years, and you know people come as you know different characters cosplaying, and we all hang out. Like it just seems like everyone involved in Young Justice is also a fan, and so when we hang with the fans, we're all just grateful to get more content. And it's really special. I, I had never watched the show um, until recently for our Patreon. I'm, I'm hooked up with Air Chernevice and, uh, and Adam Bray, mm -hmm. and we've kind of done a walkthrough for our Patreon uh, community. And I, I'm just blown away at some of the attention to detail they have, little, yeah. you know, little shout outs to like the old school stuff and everything that I grew up with as a kid. And, um, and then just the, pro the character progression. And the story arcs that, that go on in that show oh, are just oh, amazing. I'll tell you, I would go have lunch with Greg Weissman, and I would see the note cards on his wall. I don't even know how that guy kept it all straight. I mean, there were 10 million cards with different characters and different countries and different stories. I just thought, oh, my goodness, this guy is an absolute genius. Yeah, really. It Truly, I don't. I, I mean, it's so complicated, you guys. I, I, I'm blown away by the attention to detail. They really, really crushed it. And and yeah. then I'm I'm looking around here, and I'm doing what I always do when I have some of you guys on here. I pulled up your IMDb now. <laughs> oh gosh. And yeah. that's what made me second guess myself is because I saw where you were Wonder Woman in a couple of the DC movies. Right. And and, right, uh, right. and I thought, did I get that wrong? I panicked because I'm like, oh my gosh, I said she was Black Canary, oh, no. but. But she was yeah. much more iconic than Black Canary. She was Wonder Woman for crying out loud. Oh, I've yeah. I mean, I've had the 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 luck. Uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful to have played a bunch of uh, mm -hmm. really cool female characters. But uh, Black Canary is a really interesting one, particularly in Young Justice, where she's sort of a, a teacher and kind of a I don't know. Uh, she just she's, sort of provides psychological comfort for them as yeah, they go through a, their various tests and stuff yeah she's a counselor for the team in, in a mm -hmm. lot of ways and ends up being a, an advocate for them as well exactly in, in yeah. a really neat way um yeah so yeah but uh, yeah i imdb myself too because sometimes i forget stuff. <laughs> 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 well, i mean that sounds weird but it, it is a helpful tool yeah <laughs> to remember, i think like, i think my favorite of your credits is still when you used to do walgreens commercials yeah, man. I could hear Kleenex is now buy one, get one half off. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. That was such a fun gig. I really enjoyed doing that. The people on that account, they were in Austin, Texas, and uh, they were just so kind and, and lovely. I'm, I'm not sure where the account is now, but that, that, that was just so much fun. For whatever reason, I'm able to do legal copy. And uh, what that means is, you know, the, the disclaimers at the end of commercials where you have to speak very quickly about different things that are on sale, whether it be a car lease or, you know, tissues or whatever it is. But I, if you tell me you need it in 4.8 seconds, for some reason I'm able to do that. I have no idea how or why. Again, I'm grateful that that's a useful skill. <laughs> you know, it's not often that people say, yeah, could you repeat that back to me in 3.9 seconds? Thank you. Um, but it's definitely helpful when they're in a time crunch and, uh, you know, need something read very quickly and I can do it in one take. Um, and 
it's it's an interesting, fun game to play, and uh, it's also fun to get to know people in the process because uh, we did Walgreens for, gosh, it might have been over a year. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to always, you know, kind of check in with them, and you know, because otherwise there's not much regularity in cartoon series. There's regularity, but as far as commercials go, it's usually like one here, one there, mm-hmm. and you never speak to those people again. Um, you told what was the story you told last time you were here? And it was fantastic about someone had heard you say something. And it's you're now your thing. You say back and forth to each other. It, it it became the title of the episode or something. It it was. Oh, um, it might have been the Valspar paint commercial. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Where basically there's a girl who does all the heavy lifting. You know, like twelve buckets of paint or nine ninety nine, and you can do X, Y, and Z, and blah blah blah. And she goes on for about an hour. And then I just come in and go, say what? <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. Sorry. That's what it Her, was. We got paid the exact same amount. <laughs> and, uh, I got paid more per word on that job than I've ever been paid in my life. Mm. Uh, but all I did was go, say what? <laughs> and so my friends would call, and much like Teresa used to call me and say, so how much is tissue today? Uh, oh, wow. My friend here in LA would just call and leave messages going, say what? <laughs> yeah, or M&Ms or whatever it was. But, you know, it depends. If it's Halloween, you got a lot going on. You know? <laughs> or if it's Valentine's Day, there's definitely, you know, there's all sorts of specials. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, I I'm wanna, sorry. We're totally wanna... derailed. Apologize. Bill, I want to talk about one Disney fan theory with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so the title of it is Mother Gothel from Tangled is also the evil queen from Snow White. All right, so here's the theory. What? Hang on. What? For those who haven't seen Snow White, um, you know, we all have, so whatever. I won't even go there. But Tangled boasts a similar antagonist, a vain mother figure who keeps her so-called daughter locked up. It's not too far-fetched to think that Mother Gothel is the same character as the Queen from Snow White. When she's aged, she even looks like the Queen's disguised as an old woman. So maybe Tangled is the aftermath of Snow White, having lost her kingdom, her looks, and everything. She finds a way to keep youthful through Rapunzel's magic hair, but keeps her locked up too. Wow. I, I I don't know. I don't I'm looking at the picture they have with this particular theory and I don't think she looks like the the old hag queen from Snow White. But think about it. She falls off of that cliff, right? Like what if she doesn't die? Cuz she is like a witch or something, you know? And yeah. so then she moseys on to the next kingdom over uh, point, and finds this magic flower. Point of order. Does not the boulder fall down on top of her? That she's trying to like loosen up or whatever. She's a witch. I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Woo. So, I, I don't know. I like, but couldn't it be possible? Well, I mean, anything's possible when you get into fairy tales, but I think that's a stretch, Vanessa. Um, you know what? That is possible. It's an interesting theory. I, th- I guess we'll never know. Nope. No, we'll never know. And it's probably not true, but I think it's interesting. It is interesting for sure. I, I feel like there's more validity to like the, the shipwreck and, and little mermaid is the, Oh, wait, 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 we're going to talk about those. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't jump ahead. Don't jump ahead. Not yet. 
Okay. okay. But it's there. Okay, so since we're talking about Snow White, and we'll let you go, because I know you have to go do recording and stuff, but, <laughs> Vanessa, what happens to all the diamonds that the, that the dwarves mine? Like, why do they do it? What's the point? What do they do with it? Does it just sit there? I mean, they live in a really tiny house, so I don't understand. Like, shouldn't they be rich and have, like, a mansion so they don't all have to sleep in the same room? Wow. Where did those diamonds go? <laughs> That's a really good question. Well, they even say in their song, we don't know what we dig them for, so then why do it? Why? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Wow. I feel like they've been... Where'd they go? Didn't they put him in like some kind of vault or something? Right, but then what do they? Doesn't that vault just fill up, or like, do they take them somewhere? Hi ho! Um. <laughs> like, like, what is the point? Why would you go and do something over and over every day? Yeah, for no reason. I guess I mean Gosh. you got to work, right? By the way, what? I have pulled up on uh, on the on the monitor here in the Goldiverse Studios. I've pulled up the Snow White Wicked Queen death scene. Oh my. The the dwarves are chasing her up the rainy side of the mountain and uh, she's fleeing from them. This is really when you see this in high def, it's really good animation by the way. <laughs> um well, I, I just think we discussed that about four years ago yeah yeah i know that's what i'm saying all right so she comes up here and there's a that's a nice boulder i like that boulder um i i'm sorry i i shouldn't try to do bad impersonations when i'm on i do this with <laughs> i do this with james arnold taylor whenever i'm with him i start doing bad impersonations that's hilarious so um so she's trying to wedge this boulder free and as she does so um She's cackling and laughing with that one tooth in her mouth. There's the lightning strikes, and she falls off the mountain, and there goes the boulder right after. Yes. There's no way she survived. She was crushed by that boulder, and those those vultures are just kind of looking and smiling, and they watch her fall. Ugh. Yeah. There's no way she's the same queen entangled. Well, she wasn't a queen. She was just the evil mother lady. Well, she's, there's no way she, it's the same person because them vultures also fly down to go give her some face blindness. You know, that reminds me of something. I was at a soccer game the other night, and two vultures fly over the game, and they, they pass Whoa. us. They pass us, right? And <laughs> me and my coach look up and go, somebody died. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's scary. Mm. That's kind of scary. Well, <laughs> Vanessa, thank you so much for hanging with us for a little bit. We, we appreciate your time. It's my honor. And I, I really hope that you guys make your goal. And uh, I, I'm, I tweeted it out. So I, I hope folks are, are tuning in and donating. And uh, very grateful to spend time with you guys anytime and always. So, well, uh, is there anything that you want to plug or let people know about? I know we talked about Young Justice on the DC Universe app, and I think people should definitely be checking that out. Yes, well, Guardians of the Galaxy will be starting up in the spring. They don't have a release date. They're um, going to uh, finish season three. They had sort of a, a, a mid-season finale, and uh, it's going to be some of the best animation I think I've seen in so far as uh, each character gets locked in the black vortex, and it's each character's worst nightmare. So for Gamora, 
there are all sorts of Disney characters, sadly, <laughs> singing and, and birds tweeting. And, and it's, oh, no. it, she just could not be more miserable mm. if she tried. And so this is that's her version of hell in a way. Mm. <laughs> and it's just funny to see her get out. But they do different kinds of animation styles, like sort of an 80s style, an anime style. And hers is like a Disney style. But uh, it's some of the best. Uh, most inventive work, I think, and and they took a lot of time and dedication to make each world very separate and very funny. So uh, that'll be worth tuning in for. I'll I'll, I'll tweet that out, and uh, I'm going to be at um, uh, Emerald City uh, Comic Con in Seattle in March. So if any folks are out that way, come say hello, and uh, I look forward to being at Celebration. I hope. Comes and, and says hello, and uh, there are a couple really really cool cartoons that I can't announce yet. Right. But uh, they, as soon as I am legally capable of doing so, I, I will, and uh, a few video games as well. So that's that's always very cool. Um, so the saga continues. There's all kinds of fun stuff coming. Great. <laughs> well, let me. I, I I'm sorry. I, I got to spin off the Guardians of the Galaxy series sure. and, and ask you this as as the voice of Gamora in that series. Uh -huh. I know, I know you saw Infinity War last year, um, mm -hmm. and and I know you saw what happened to Gamora. How did that feel, as someone who is closely associated with that character in this other medium? How did that feel to watch that scene with she? Yeah, and that was pretty scary. It it made me uh, fear for my job security. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really emotionally invested in the character, but man, my job, I was really trembling there for yeah, a minute. Yeah, no, well, we all kind of looked at each other like, wow. Uh, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, <laughs> but, guys. Uh, but no, um, the only thing I can think of is that somehow a Star Lord is going to save the day. That's mm. the only thing I can think of because what else could happen? We can't have them all gone. Come on now. I mean, yeah, I hope. It, not. I I'm, I know there's a bunch of us looking forward to Endgame coming up in April, and uh, oh, and, so excited. And yeah. ho hopefully we can get you on the Geek Out Loud proper at some point to just to geek out about some of these things. Of course, so. anytime, you guys. Always, always, yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, yeah. thank, thanks so much, Vanessa. We'll be listening for you. All uh, right. All you guys places. have a great rest of the show. Lots of love to you both and to everybody out there. May the force be with us all. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Vanessa. We'll see you soon. Bye. Guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Vanessa Marshall, everyone. And we thank her for joining in on the, uh, on the marathon. While we were discussing some of those fan theories and, and talking about uh, Vanessa's IMDb, we want to thank Jedi Schwa for chiming in with a donation. Uh, we're now up to, where are we at here? I've refreshed, 3470 or 3437 raise. We're $563 away from our goal of $4,000. So if you haven't donated yet and you want to, please do so. If you're listening to this after the fact, after the live show, uh, if you're listening on the podcast feed, you can still head over to geekoutonline.com slash cure and donate there till February 16th. So all week long this week, you're able to do so, and we appreciate everyone who's helped us out and is uh, taking part today. Teresa, what else we got here on some of these things? All right, let's go through some of these other fan theories. Okay. okay. All, all right. right, so other animals were also once human in the Emperor's new groove. What? Okay, so sometimes a throwaway gag can spiral into massive speculation, as with this theory from the Emperor's New Groove. After Pacha temporarily abandons the llamafied Emperor Cusco, Cusco goes stumbling through the dark for boarding junk, for boarding, for boating. 
jungle where he sees a fly end up in the web of an enormous spider. The flies squeak, fly, I can't read. Mm-hmm. He goes, help me, help me, before he's eaten <laughs> Wait a minute. the spider. Wait a minute. What? That's not what the article says. The fly squeakily wails. There you go. <laughs> it's help not the fly me. goes, help me, help me. But he doesn't. He goes, help me, help me. <laughs> Never mind. No, he goes, too late. Um, okay, so while it's a cheeky reference to horror classic The Fly, it also raises a horrifying question. All right. Mm-hmm. The only animals shown to communicate in English in Emperor's New Groove are humans who've been turned into animals through Yzma's potions. Cusco, the Imperial Guards, and Yzma when she's cat. So the fly had to have been someone turned into a fly, into a person turned into a fly, who somehow escaped and then ends up being eaten alive. Well, what does Yzma say about what, 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 isn't that her that says, I'm going to turn him into a flea and put that in a box and put that box in a box? box and I'll have another box and then smash him with a hammer, but that's a flea. But I'm just saying, so she's turned, so she was talking about turning someone into an insect, so she may have very well done that. But I'm just saying, he gets eaten alive. Well, this human person. Hey, who listen, is the human person? Let's not forget, this is the same company that brought us the death of uh, Bambi's mom, the separation of Jumbo, of Dumbo and his mother. The set, the, what if that's one of Cusco's parents? The, oh, good lord. <laughs> Why would it be one of his parents? Well, his parents aren't there. Well, he's also kind of grown up, isn't he? Well, okay. You t- I, I don't mean, know. what is I'm this with. Saying. You're talking about people dancing on bloody feet and. and well, if and, you have glass slippers on, <laughs> I'm just saying. You're just taking it to a real dark place sometimes. And I know I've heard sometimes that, you know, sometimes it's just dark. But there's no sense in it having to be dark, Teresa. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe Disney it's... movies are darker than we may have previously reviewed them as. Now, straight up, is is the only... Do we see any other animals? Do we see him interact with any other animals as a llama? Squeakity, I'm to... squeak, squeak, squeaking. I'm sorry? The squirrel. Yeah. He goes, squeakity, squeak, squeak, squeaking. And he doesn't... He does... But he doesn't I... speak. Right, and the panthers just go rawr, or jaguars, or whatever they are. And the, what does the fox say? Okay, well, I mean, okay, let's say it's, I, I don't see any reason to not believe it was a human being. And we saw this horrible thing take place on a Disney movie, but hey. Let's not forget, we also saw the first 10 minutes of Up. Oh, yeah, there's that. And then there's that Toy Story 3 movie. Bing bong. Uh-uh. We can't do any more Pixar movies. That's <laughs> <laughs> just going to crush me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, here's the next one. Mm-hmm. The wrecked, the wrecked ship Ariel Explorers and the Little Mermaid belonged to Elsa and Anna's parents. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one makes use of some real-world geography, so get out your gloves, all right? The Little Mermaid is believed to have taken place around Denmark, mm-hmm. which is the home country of Hans Christian Andersen, Hans who Christian wrote the story, Anderson. who mm-hmm. also wrote Frozen. Yeah. All right? This means that Atlantica, Ariel's home kingdom, is roughly halfway between Norway, where Frozen is set, and Germany. Or Tangle is. Oh, wow. Now we're really, we're bringing in a whole other franchise right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So it's been said by the creators of Frozen that Elsa and Anna's parents were traveling to a wedding when their ship sunk. So another theory is that they were traveling to Rapunzel and Flynn's wedding. Mm -hmm. All right. So they're traveling down to Germany. So the ship would have sunk right around Atlantica. And in The Little Mermaid, Ariel is shown exploring a shipwreck that looks suspiciously similar to the ship that sank with Hmm. Elsa and Anna's parents aboard. Hmm. This means that Frozen Tangled and The Little Mermaid take place in the same universe. I'm I'm willing to believe that, except, and I don't, and this is going to show my ignorance of Denmark, but when, that's where Lego is from. Mm-hmm, when uh, when when Ariel and Eric are on their date, la 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 that that one, and they're in the boat and everything. Is that is that the type of animals and environment that is in Denmark? Do they have like a swampy, lakey place like that with frogs? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know about the... Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Um, I don't know about the, uh, the, the, the climate zones of Denmark. I'm not, I don't know anything about that. Does anyone? Uh, listen, I would not put it past our chat right now to be Googling that mess. And, um, so here's the thing. Someone brought up, didn't we see Rapunzel and Flynn during the coronation sequence of Frozen? We sure did. But that means that they had already gotten married because Rapunzel has her short hair, which means that her parents, <clears throat> or Anna and Elsa's parents, went down to go and see their wedding. And then Rapunzel and Flynn just insult them by going to go see the coronation. la 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 if that's true. Although at the same time though the timeline doesn't seem to match up if they if they were going to see Rapunzel and Flynn get married. So I don't know if Rapunzel and Flynn getting married is the wedding they went to. So I'm willing to take the tangled part out of it, but the part where Ariel is in their ship makes sense to me. What what movie is it where the painting on the wall is Aurora's parents? What? In there, in Frozen, is it Frozen where the painting on the wall? There's a painting on the wall, and it's, some, and it's somebody's parents. Is it not Tangled? La, 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 la. Maybe it is. So, I'm, I'm still, I'm looking at the chat for this one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I have song Tourette's all of a sudden. You do, you have song Tourette's. <laughs> 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 okay, oh, Chris, and, and there's we're the, getting there. All right. We're getting okay, there. Okay, so you are going to get there. Tight. All right, because this hang is tight. this this blows the one that you just said out of the water if this is the case. Kiss the girl. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Listen, when la, the first time I watched. La, 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 the, la. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I watched The Old Little Mermaid. When those frogs come up out of the water, I don't know why that owned me. <laughs> when those frogs come up on that oar and they're like, sha la 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 la, I thought that was just one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. It is pretty funny though. Although when Scuttles in the background going, yeah, he he does the he does the, yeah that. Yeah, and then the and then the flamingos hit the whoa whoa whoa. There are no flamingos in Denmark. Are, I don't know. 
Flamingos. Hey, we saw some flamingos at the zoo the other day. I got to tell you, maybe it was a zoo where they were at. Yeah, Eric took her to the zoo. That's right. Because um, <laughs> she's half animal. Wow, look at you. When we were at the Birmingham Zoo the other day, we saw some flamingos. What was it that caught, captured our imagination? Number one, this, I, we were at the zoo in the middle of the winter, Teresa. And so that just sounds weird. Like, are are the animals more playful because it's not as hot? No. In fact, the, the orangutans were covered up in their little blankets and refused to come out. But I will say this. Because there were so few people there, you weren't, like, standing behind ten people trying to watch something or look at something. Like, we were... We were as up close as you could be to the animals by being, you know, just being on the other side of the fence from them, like literally right on the other side of the fence. And um, <clears throat> we were there at the flamingos, and so we had a chance to really look at them and really study them. Their necks mm -hmm. are, I don't like a flamingo neck. <laughs> Why? Because it like has no bones it, in it? Yes, it's like, a, it is exactly those things curl up like a snake coiling up on their on their bodies. But also that's that, something I'd like to know from our show producer. Do flamingos have bones in their neck? <laughs> Honestly. What if it's just cartilage I and think like nerves surely, and muscles? Surely they have bones in their neck. I'm just saying. I mean okay, okay, all right. But they can do that and then there are human contortionists and I was at Cirque du Soleil and it was a guy contortionist which mm -hmm. is just weird and he could like fold up on himself mm -mm. I, I do that but it's just one part of me it's my belly folding up over my belt you see <laughs> well, Greg almost had to get up and leave because he he like like bent backwards yeah and then came out from under his legs almost all the way oh uh. To where, I don't, I thought, I don't know. Yeah, just a contortionist, huh? So, but really, do flamingos have bones in their neck? All right, a flamingo's neck hosts 19 vertebrae. It can bend backwards or downwards and allow the bird to clean their feathers and search for food. Its neck is vital to the process of filtering food from water. A flamingo often needs to turn their head upside down in the process. So, obviously, their, their vertebrae are less like ours where they're kind of closely knit and they're probably more like hinges all the way around. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I would bet makes with sense. 16 of them. I need to find this drop real quick because apparently we're going to be using this a lot tonight. And, oh, uh, so also, um, I saw a video about pain. Let me Google that for you. I saw a video about penguins, um, and it was a video of these chicks that were, they were kind of like teenage chicks um, and they were getting ready to go out and probably go swimming for the first time. But there's this crazy psycho bird that's trying to. You mean penguin chicks? Yeah. Like baby penguins. Yeah, but they're teenagers. Like they're oh. like they're the bigger ones that are starting to lose their down. Gotcha. You know, and yeah. so they can go, they're starting to go swimming, like that kind of thing. And um, there's some kind of bird. I don't remember what kind of bird it was, but it was trying to pick them off because he saw them still as chicks, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And he grabbed one of them, but then the other ones kind of go and like attack the bird and get the bird to like back off. And so they huddled together like in a big number to make themselves look bigger. And they're kind of holding this bird off, right? But it's still this confrontation. And then an Adeli penguin comes running over and gets in front of the this group of like five penguin chicks and he's just like come at me bro and this bird flies away 
Because apparently Adelis, even though they're smaller, I guess they're more vicious or something. And that bird was like, I don't want anything to do with this. A deli penguin. Is that someone that like cuts sandwich meat? A penguin that cuts (laughs) sandwich meat and sells bread and such as? (laughs) No. Have you seen Happy Feet? I've not seen Happy Feet. So they're the penguins that Robin Williams is. Okay, like with the weird things on their face? No, that was a king penguin. That's a different thing. And a rock hopper penguin, different thing. Not a king penguin. How does one? Okay, rock hopper. No, an Adelie penguin, they're smooth, smaller, shorter, black penguins with some white on them. Anyway, so this Adelie penguin totally makes this bird go away. And then he escorts the penguins into the water so that they can go swimming and then just kind of hangs out with them. He's Could like, you I image search a Adelie penguin for me so I can see an Adelie penguin? Yes. He, he's, yeah, he's I'm like looking right at you over there. penguins protector. I'm sorry, I've, that? I've turned to the lovely producer to, for, for the show. The lovely in-house producer. Um, Adelie penguins are the best. Okay, I'm going to pull up our next Disney. Please fan. do. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that one has some potential. The last one we were talking about, but I feel like the. Okay, yeah, I feel like the um, the the geography is what ends up blowing it out of the water. Okay, so here's here's the next one. Mm-hmm. Anna and Elsa's parents are also Tarzan's parents. All right, see, and this one goes in direct uh, opposition to what we just read. Yep. Okay, so there's one more theory that explains the fate of Anna and Elsa's parents and completes the frozen, tangled Little Mermaid universe. Tarzan shows that the the, the ape-man's parents were victims of a shipwreck but managed to survive and reach uncharted jungle. They fashioned a treehouse from what they could salvage and, salvage and had a son before dying during a leopard attack. What if they were Anna and Elsa's parents carried adrift in the wreckage off their ship to the jungles of Africa. All right, so in this one Reddit theory, Reddit thread, the co-director Jennifer Lee said that co-director Chris Buck told her that the king and queen of Arendelle were washed up following the shipwreck, gave birth to a boy, built a treehouse, and were eaten by leopards. I don't know if that's true. I, I feel like the time... I feel like Tarzan happens a little more modern time than Frozen. Tarzan looks nothing like Anna and Elsa. So genetically speaking, no. Well, he was raised by monkeys. That doesn't mean that his facial structure is going to change. He has like this crazy long face and they have little shorter, rounderish faces. You'll be in my heart. Well, maybe he looks more like his dad. Let it go. No. Let what? <laughs> I don't know. You sang a song. So well, I, I was singing the Tarzan song. And I was singing a Frozen song. Okay. I, what if we do okay challenge can we get a frozen can we get a let it go you'll be in my heart mashup oh shazzy shaz can it be done shazzy shaz stuffity i don't know stuff. i don't know if that can be done I, I think you'd have to do way too much work and editing Stuffy there you can do anything all right i'm just maybe i have too much faith mm-hmm now this next one I think is I mean is a really neat kind of take on this because it's true. Oh, this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can read this one. Okay, uh, Hercules, 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 and Ariel are cousins because Greek mythology. Uh, well, technically Hercules and Ariel are first cousins once removed. Uh, Greek mythology is weird like that, and a lot of gods and goddesses went around making babies with any woman with a pulse, whether she be divine or not. Hercules, though, traces his lineage up to the main man himself, Zeus, king of Olympus. 
The Little Mermaid doesn't get into Greek mythology, but Ariel's father is King Triton, and the Greek myths Triton was the son of Poseidon, Lord of the Seas. Poseidon was also Zeus's brother, and his son Triton was frequently depicted as a merman. King Triton wields a trident just like his dear old dad. Maybe it was even passed down to him. Though they are set in vastly disparate time periods, the Greek family tree would make her canarial first cousins once removed. I, I think that is entirely possible. I think that's, I mean, that's true. Like, when you, if you follow Greek mythology, yes, that's exactly the case. I've never thought about that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that is something that could totally happen. And because gods yeah. are immortal. Right. You and, know? And would, um, would Hercules thus be the cousin Eddie of the family? I don't know what that means. I'm just fine, Clark. You know, cousin oh, Eddie. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that movie I get forced to watch. I'll give you a little bit of it here. Hold on. Uh-oh. Here we go. Really nice, huh? <laughs> really nice. <laughs> really nice. Or the Jelly of the Month Club. It's a, it's a one year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> Thank you, Hercules. Oh, so, does isn't that the same guy that's the dad in Independence Day? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just checking. Remember me? I'm back. I'm back. We've had, listen, this morning, and I've got to get them loaded in my thing. I, I put a call out to listeners of the Big Honkin' Show for some, um, for a few, like, quotes to pull. Because I just can just click play, and, and they'll do it, release and like, cue them up in, like, a soundboard format. Mm -hmm. And so Jimmy and Georgia just, I mean, hit me up with so many things. And one of the things, and, like, one of the things I didn't ask for that he gave me, because Jimmy always goes above and beyond, were some uh, Cousin Eddie quotes from Christmas Vacation. But I got some Napoleon Dynamite stuff from him and Daniel and Indy. Got some Princess Bride clips. So, Big Bear. Stuff. Oh, I need Big Bear Chase Me from <laughs> from the Great Outdoors. Big Bear Chase Me. All right, what else we got here? On okay, fan here's the, the last fan theory. Andy's mom was Jesse's owner in Toy Story 2. Mm -mm. I don't like this one. Okay. Jesse's song in Toy Story 2 could squeeze tears out of a marble column. Mm -mm. It's a heartbreaking ode to abandonment and shows the flashbacks how Jesse's owner, a little girl, left her to be donated. She ends up with Andy and in a weird way might have ended up with her original owner too. No. Andy is also shown back in Toy, Sto Toy Story to be wearing a cowboy hat that looks exactly like Jesse's, just with the band worn off. Now, it seems more than likely that the cowboy hat and Woody doll, both rare toys from a 50s show, were handed down to him. It also seems like his mom may be the same young girl who Jesse has been missing for decades. No. I don't think Why so. Why not? Because I think that Andy's mom has such a respect for Andy's toys, and his uh, respect may be the wrong word, but like you totally get that she gets his love for his toys. Yeah, but she movies. loved her toys too. But I don't think I think that she she knows that because she had the same love, and as that she wouldn't have just dropped Jesse off to be donated. I she think, grabs Wheezy to throw him away. Yeah, but Wheezy's not important to Andy. He's on the top shelf. I just think it shows her lack of caring. She also steps on GI Joe's little not they're not GI Joe's but the little army men, well, and every, she kicks him out. 
out of the way. Well, that's because she stepped on them and it hurt. They're not Legos. I'm, well, but have you ever stepped on Little Army Man? Well, she had a shoe on. Okay. Um, she didn't mean to, though, and that just is one of those things that happen when toys get left around the house. But anyhow, I, I just, I don't think that's the case. I think that, I, I think, I also don't think that Andy's mom and dad are divorced. I think Andy's dad is dead. Yeah, I think Andy's dad's dead, too. And there's another fan theory that this toy, that Woody, is such a rare toy that he's been passed down from father to son, from father to son. I think it's when, just father to when son. They're, when yeah. they are father to son, when they pass away. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he got Woody. Well, I don't think he passed him down when he passed away. I think he gave it to him when Andy was like a little tot, you know, and then he died and it just became a special toy to Andy. But then as most kids are, you know, you get the new flashy thing and Buzz was the thing for a few days. But you saw who he wanted to take to college with him later on. He was Buzz take, Lightyear to the rescue. He was going to take Woody until he gave Woody away to that little girl. And I can't talk about that again. I've already talked about it one time today. So When did you talk about it? We mentioned it in our in our talk about the third movies in in, in franchises. Oh, y'all did go there. So I didn't want to, but they didn't. I was wondering to. if y'all would go there. I didn't want to, but they didn't listen to me. I never. I didn't win that argument. Okay. Well, speaking of Toy Story, mm-hmm. back to some of our unanswered questions. Okay. If Buzz is convinced that he is a space ranger mm-hmm. and not a toy, mm-hmm. why does he freeze around humans like the rest of Andy's toys? that leave you speechless i got nothing on that one um <laughs> I, I, I don't know uh because it's part of the nature of being a toy but he's not a toy i am a space ranger right but i'm, I'm saying though he doesn't think he's a toy but it's in his genetic makeup as a toy to do that so he can't not do it mm-hmm. also he's interacted with all these other toys and he's seen that they do that so he's just blending into the culture so peer pressure uh, i'll give you that i don't uh, think it's peer pressure i think as a space ranger he's bringing blending into the culture but now let's not but how does that account for him this is nesbit on a shelf not for yes okay yeah i just think it's in the toys genetic makeup that's my, okay. What do you think? I think that I have no idea. Okay. I didn't necessarily form opinions on these questions. Okay, great. I just copied and pasted. All right. So, all right. All right. Well, I'll try. I think, um, I'll do my best to come up with funny bits. Whoa, whoa, no. whoa. <laughs> no, I think. Sha la 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 la. I think it's probably that he's just copying people, you know, because he sees them doing it. So he mm-hmm. thinks he has to. Or maybe is is that genetic makeup thing? Because he's been in a box, right? That's what I was saying. You know, like on he, the shelf. So yeah. Yep. I don't know. Maybe it's a defense mechanism. Right. This is kind of what I'm saying. It's like it's like, like against Zerg and his evil minions. Well, I don't know about Zerg. I just think it's one of those things that's built into a toy. The magic of a toy. Hmm. All right, Alice in Wonderland. Did the Mad Hatter actually have Mad Hatter disease, which is mercury poisoning? Um, or did he just have a 
that as his name. Because honestly, he doesn't seem as crazy as the March Hare. The March Hare has lost his marbles. Now, I think the March Hare is just drunk. <laughs> or on drugs. The March Hare is the brown one, right? The one that looks like a rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's because not the, he's not the white he's not the, the white that's rabbit. That's in the teapot is drunk. Right. Because he's like, twinkle, twinkle, little bat. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, very merry birthday to you. To me? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Maybe la, la, he has la, la, mercury la. poisoning. What are the signs and symptoms of mercury poisoning? All That's right. We uh, well, here we go. Uh, real quick. Let me Google that for you. Let's see how the producer's Google Foo is over there. Well, I found it. Oh, well. But she, well, I'll let her do it. She can do it. You want to read on air? Put on put on your best radio voice and give us a read. Oh, she doesn't have it up. Go ahead, Teresa. What we got? Okay. Um, mercury poisoning refers to a toxicity from mercury consumption. Got that. Mercury is a type of toxic metal that comes in different forms within the environment. Got that. The most common cause of mercury poisoning is from consuming too much methyl mercury or organic mercury, like from eating seafood. Got that. Okay, so symptoms. Anxiety, depression, mm. irritability, mm. memory problems, mm. tremors, pathological shyness, mm. numbness. Mm. Let's see, um, symptoms in adults. Hearing and speech difficulties. Okay, hold on just a second real quick. Haley, do you think I got mercury poisoning? <laughs> do you think you've got mercury poisoning? <laughs> Haley is now worried that she's got mercury poisoning. My hypochondriac, lovely hypochondriac wife slash producer thinks she now has mercury poisoning. <laughs> the hearing. <laughs> she pointed to her headphones. The hearing. The hearing. What else we got, Teresa? Hearing and speech difficulties, lack of coordination, muscle weakness, nerve loss in hands and face, trouble walking, vision problems. Hmm. But there's nothing about crazy there. Those all could make someone look crazy. Okay. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I don't think the Mad Hatter had Mad Hatter's disease. I think he was just nutso. So the following types of fish are okay to eat once or twice per week. And this is how we know Haley doesn't have mercury poisoning. That, uh, there you She's go. She's a vegan. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right. The most common types of fish to give mercury poisoning, sharks and swordfish. So if, unless you're eating a shark and we don't know about it, Haley. Um, big eye tuna, marlin, king mackerel they all contain high levels of mercury it is okay for you to eat these though in uh, at least once or twice per week Flounder. albacore tuna anchovies catfish grouper pollock salmon shrimp and snapper i so. like some grouper now good Ooh, old I, piece I, of I fried grouper too. golly so good i do like um red snappers yeah i love the same thing i do what <laughs> It's not the same movie. It's The Little Mermaid. Mad Hatter. No, but I was, I'm going back to Little Mermaid. Oh. Okay, all right. Maybe maybe she got exposed to broken thermometers. 
Well, but you... the metal, the glass kind? Yeah, who did? The Mad Hatter? Haley? Haley? No, I, I think it comes from... Okay. I think silver, it comes dent from... silver dental fillings. Yeah, I think it comes from... Maybe that's there... what's wrong with Craig. That's what... <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm just uh, Certain types of jewelry. Oh, I know, I know. She was mining for gold. Mm-hmm. That's what and she that's was doing. Not... Yeah, I, I was wondering what she was doing before we met, and come to find out, she was mining for gold. She went broke, and uh, she had to marry me. Which, <laughs> and guess what? Didn't get anything out of that, except a fat husband. <laughs> -la 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 -la. I guarantee you, she does not think you're fat. Whoa, whoa! Well, then she does have eye problems, and I think she does have mercury poisoning. Then, <laughs> yes. You. Happy birthday! Okay. <laughs> All right, Sleeping Beauty. All right, this is. Uh, I like this one. Okay. Why did Maleficent wait 16 years to send her raven out to find Aurora? Because once she sent him out, the girl was located within a day. Mm. So why did she wait 16 years? Well, okay. I want to answer that. Okay. Number one, she had that curse upon her. And so time was getting short. But I don't think that she only sent the raven out once in those 16 years. The raven only found them at that point because Flora She's and Fauna... in the forest? No, because Meriwether and Flora and Fauna, or whoever was fighting over the color of the dress, were, and the sparks were it coming up Meriwether out of... It was Meriwether and... And Flora. No, wait, Flora's the green one. Okay. No, Fauna's the green one. Yeah, so it was Meriwether and Flora were fighting over the color of the dress, and the sparks were shooting up out of the chimney. Mm-hmm. Because it was red, pink, blue. Right. Pink, because blue, remember, they didn't pink, know how to do. They didn't know how pink, to do. Pink, blue. Right. They didn't know how to cook. They didn't know how to sew, and so they had to get their magic out for the first time in all that time. No, but this only the fight was over the pink blue. I understand, but I'm saying because they got careless trying to get her stuff ready for her big return after sundown, and they got in the fight, and the sparks were shooting about the chimney. The 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 bird saw that, and then put it all together. But are ravens that smart? In Disney movies, they are. In a lot of fantasy movies, like uh, fantasy movies, in a lot of fantasy stories, ravens and crows and stuff really do act as like evil messengers and that sort of thing. Well, yeah, the Snow White has one. And I mean, they did it uh, in Lord of the Rings. Remember Fellowship of the Rings? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fellowship of the Rings, my precious. <laughs> yeah, hold on. <clears throat> what was I about to do? Yeah, precious. Why was I yeah, going? Precious. Why was I going Cartman for that? Yeah, it's my precious guys. You guys, it's my precious. Um. <clears throat> what's what's teachers? What's teachers? What's teachers precious? What's my precious? Yeah, I'm gonna fall my precious. My precious. <laughs> Make a rock, nice habit. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Admiral has something good. Okay. How about after 16 years and they don't know how to cook? Like, literally, how are they alive? Uh, Well, because Aurora did all that. But how did she learn how to cook if she doesn't have anybody to teach her how there to cook? Was, there was a cookbook. Guess that's true. I know you. I walked I with you once, once upon, upon a, dream. a dream. 
What about Heat Phillips scares uh, the bejesus uh, out of her? No. <laughs> what? what about Phillips scares the bejesus out of her? I love you at once, the way you did once upon a, a dream. <laughs> Sword of truth flies swift and sure, that evil die and good endure. What? That's what she says when she enchants the sword to go into the Maleficent's heart. That's right, that's right. I'm telling you, this movie got put on repeat because of my little sister and such as at the house. I know that, but it's so not my favorite. No, and now <laughs> now you will deal with me, young prince, and all the forces of hell. That's a scary line. That is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit rough. I'm like, she is tapping into Big Red there. Old devil himself. Oh gosh. Okay, so why didn't Aurora's parents just invite Maleficent in the first place? Like, why do we even have to create this drama? Okay. Like, why can't just invite the lady? Let me, well, why would you invite it? And, and why are you so pissed off that you <clears throat> didn't get invited? Like, okay. you hold a grudge forever because you didn't get invited to a party? That this is a this is where okay. I feel like this is where I feel like this is someone being too literal about a classic villain snarkiness. I don't think she was really mad that she wasn't invited, unless that's something from the Maleficent movie that I have not seen. Because when she's like, oh, you forgot to invite me, I, I think it's just that, um, uh, I, I think it, she was just being snarky, like classic snarky villain. What about she made a really fat dragon? She did make a really fat dragon, and she's not fat. I guess all the forces of hell are, though. <laughs> Sha la 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 la. Whoa whoa. All right, what else we got? All right, you 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 ask these hundred and one delimitions. Okay, ones. who is Anita? Uh, the woman who owns Perdita. Oh, okay. Well, who is Purdy? Are you serious? Is that what they call Perdita? Go and Purdy. Okay, I just want to make sure I have. I thought the woman was Purdy. No, Perdita and Pongo. Okay. So and Roger and Anita. Why were Anita and Cruella friends? There's clearly a vast age difference. And Anita is a dog lover. Would Cruella's animal based clothing not have put her off? Well that that I takes a I don't understand why Anita and Cruella are friends, first of all. I don't get that. Yeah. I think but honestly, maybe it's because Anita's a little squirrely and just kind of does whatever people tell her to do because she's like, okay, Cruella. Like, she just, like, lets her walk all over her, you know? So maybe that was the friendship. I don't know. But I don't know why Anita would be okay with that. Are they friends or is she like an aunt? I don't. I think they're just friends from school. Like, so Cruella was like the mean girl who just glommed onto her and forced her friendship on her? I don't know, maybe, but why does Cruella look so dang terrible? Well, she smokes so much. Well, so that's like a, is that a, a PSA on smoking? You'll look like this? Yeah, you get blue skin and white hair. And you drive like a crazy psychopath? Well, that's just being a mean person. A bee? That's mercury. Yes, that's what I was. Yeah, that's that's what, mercury poisoning. But right now, there. but here's the thing: when the, I don't think that just because Anita's a dog lover, that Cruella's animal-based clothing would put her off. I mean, it's not like it wasn't until she saw the puppies that she wanted a dog fur coat. And so I think that making someone being a dog lover and gorgeous furs, beautiful furs. Yeah, that's just someone 
trying to paint with very broad strokes on Anita. Anita hates all other animals except dogs, let's be honest. Does she? But they were school friends, because if I remember correctly, they say something in that line. They are friends from school. In the movie? Yeah. In the the animated movie? Yeah. Hmm. Well, how did Roger and Anita plan to raise 101 dogs on their income? That is a really good question. They're going to have a Dalmatian plantation. Or have a Dalmatian plantation. Yeah. Or our population can roam. Because the song Cruella de Vil is so successful that he gets rich off that. Well, isn't the Dalmatian... I thought he was writing the Dalmatian plantation song there in that moment, and we're led to believe that that's going to be the big one. No, well, he is, but he'd already gotten money off because it's playing on the radio of the mm. Cruella de Vil song. Oh, okay, song. yeah. Yeah, he, he hit it big with that song, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Sha la 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 la. Let me tell you something. Right now, if if she were even partly listening, I got to tell you something straight up. Vanessa Marshall is glad she didn't stick around for all of this. <laughs> all right, this is a good question. Okay. From Tarzan. Why doesn't he have facial hair? Yeah, why doesn't he? Also, don't I don't think he has underarm hair either. Well, that's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> or chest hair. Mm. Is he really a man? He doesn't have chest hair, underarm hair, facial hair. He is a man. Um, Does that mean he doesn't have pubic hair? <laughs> Teresa. What? This is a family show. I'm just He doesn't have any hair anywhere else. I I mean, I think it's because classically Tarzan I mean, just from an aesthetic point of view, classically Tarzan didn't have facial hair. It'll be alright. Oh, I can't listen to this version. Wait, stop it. Stop it. Where's Phil where's Phil Collins? I will protect you from This is just the beginning. Hang on. No, this is all Glenn Close singing. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, Cruella de Vil. Anyhow, uh, I, I think that he has a deficiency, a hormone deficiency. And it comes from all the bugs and ticks that got on him in the jungle. <laughs> He's not a clean man. I mean, you think about when Jane like smelled him and made him bathe and everything. So... Why is that? Why is that cat still alive? You talking about the one that killed his parents? No, leopard. How is, is it still alive? Well, now what? He's kind, like twenty-five. And which cat is this? The leopard that kills his parents. It's supposed to be the same one, All but right. he's like twenty-five. So what do leopards have unusually long lifespans? Well, Google leopard lifespan. Somebody, I'm not going to Google that one for you. Maybe he has low testosterone. That's what I think. Um, There's pills for that. Hey, maybe he... (laughs) (laughs) This just in from our producer. Some Asian cultures don't have face or arm hair. And then dash, he wasn't Asian though, question mark. (laughs) No, I don't believe he was Asian. In fact, we've established that he was probably Danish. 12 to 17 (laughs) years, says Brian Lancaster. Thank you, Brian. Um... So, no. I mean, okay. How old is Tarzan in the movie? Let's say Tarzan is 18. 
17, 18. Then, but it's a full-grown leopard, so it's already been alive for at least like how we need leopard maturity. Rates. All right, let's say let's say the like, leopard. How, when do leopards become big mature leopards? I mean, at least three years, right? You, you would think, yeah. okay. And so then, how old is Tarzan in the movie? Somebody needs to find that. How old is he supposed to be? Because hey Siri, I look at him and I'm like 25. How old is Tarzan in the movie? Siri doesn't know. Do you want to hear the next five the movies? No, I want you to answer my question. <laughs> so, all right. How? Huh? I, I'm saying 17, 18 Tarzan was. 18 is what we're getting here. All right. Well, then this cat has lived an unusually long life. Well, fine. Well, how old was Tarzan when his parents died? Didn't they have time to play with him as a baby? I mean, he was like a baby baby. I don't think so. I think they were killed when he was maybe one. He was like a what now? Who, me? Baby baby. Baby baby. Like, he was He was still baby baby. Baby. He wasn't walking or anything. Maybe. Maybe baby. <laughs> call me maybe. Call me, call me maybe. Call me maybe. Don't call me baby. Uh, boo. Um, so... So okay. I just met you. This is crazy. Here's a leopard. Don't eat my baby. <laughs> um, oh my God. So, so shipwreck then killed. Awful. Yeah, it was awful. Well, they had a good life in the jungle. Like they built a house and everything. They really had a fun time as a couple. Like it was almost a Swiss Family Robinson until that leopard came around and ate. Was it a leopard or was it a cheetah? I thought I think it's a leopard because it's the jungle. Cheetahs live in Africa. That's true. Well, the Africans have jungles. Okay, where do gorillas live? Gorilla. Someone Google that. Where do gorillas live? Hey Siri, where do gorillas hey. live? Here's what I found on the web for where do gorillas live. You got to give me some answers, chick. Gorillas hey, are. Where do gorillas live? Yeah, where do gorillas live? We're trying to figure out why the leopard in Tarzan is still alive. If uh, it only lives like 12 to 17 years, and Tarzan is like 17 or 18. Okay, I found it. Gorillas' natural habitats cover tropical or subtropical forest in sub-Saharan Africa. We're, we're asking where... So gorillas live in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, so that could have very well been a cheetah. I don't think... I think it's a leopard. It's not a cheetah. Okay, well, a cheetah only has an 11-year lifespan. So, leopard lifespan. Do leopards live in Africa? Hey, Siri. Do leopards live in Africa? Yes, Haley says they does, and she's a world traveler. Haley says oh. they does? Okay, so <laughs> Haley's right then. I'm seeing 12 to 17 years for a leopard. Lifespan of okay, a leopard. Okay, so they're saying Rwanda, Uganda, and the... Democratic Republic of the Congo. That's well, the Democratic Republic of Congo. There's gorillas there. Well, okay. So then we've got leopards, gorillas, and Tarzan in Congo. Okay. So gorillas can live wherever they want. Those things are massive. <laughs> <laughs> cheetahs are smaller than leopards. Yeah, cheetahs are small. They're small and thin. I thought they were they as big as a leopard. Leopards are like bigger than cheetahs. 
I would have never thought a leopard was bigger than a cheetah. A leopard's bigger than a cheetah. I have, but not in person. Totally. I would have thought a cheetah, a cheetah always seemed bigger than a leopard to me because it was so sleek and could stretch out and run so fast. A cheetah will get it now. How fast does a cheetah run? Hey, Siri, how fast oh, does like a cheetah run? that's like 60 miles per hour. I know that. Seventy-five miles per hour. That's how fast I go on the interstate. Lord, if a cheetah's coming after you, you're dead. You're just dead. You better not run. Just turn around and face it. What if they chase you? Like you, if you're out on the savannah, even in a jeep, you can't get a jeep up to seventy-five miles an hour if a cheetah decides to chase you. You just got to be ready to defend yourself. Defend yourself against okay, that cheetah. Okay, how much does an average leopard weigh? Like an adult right. leopard. Okay, that's a great question. That's a, and cheetahs. Like, what's the weight difference? Okay, that's a great question. Hey Siri, how much does a cheetah weigh? I found something on the web. No, no, no. How much does a cheetah weigh? It's a look cheetah? A cheetah. To 160 pounds. 160 pounds. That's a that's Holy a. Holy God! First well, of all, how much does a leopard weigh? Well, first of all, I want to cover something here real quick. 46 to 160 pounds. That's a pretty broad, you know, <laughs> divide between that. 46 pounds is like a. How baby much cheetah. does a leopard weigh? Well, I think it depends on the leopard. 37 to 140 pounds. They are comparable in weight, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, comparable in weight. And a cheetah will weigh more than a leopard, apparently, because it goes 46 to 160. This was 37 to 140 for a leopard. Okay, but cheetahs can only run that, like, 75 miles per hour for, like, I don't know, 30 to 60 seconds, and then it tapers off. Like, they can't do it for a long time. I don't think that's true, Teresa. Okay, well, Google that. How long can a cheetah sustain 75 miles per hour? How long can a cheetah sustain top speed? Here's what I found on the web for how long can a cheetah sustain top speed. Okay, here here we go. This comes from Quora.com. The cheetah can run faster than any other land animal, uh, 70 to 75 miles an hour in short bursts, covering distances up to 1,600 feet. Well, Teresa, that's a hundred... That's a... That's uh, 500 yards. That's five football fields. Okay, but how long? How long that can... Okay. It, that's how... That's how but Cheetah. I'm saying... Cheetah. This is what I'm saying. It can accelerate from zero to, six to, to 62 miles per hour in three seconds. And it should take... And so here's the thing. It, acceleration time not taking up. 15 seconds should be the length of each burst. So for 15 seconds, they can cover five football fields. Yeah, that's why you would die. This is what I'm saying. Don't mess with a cheetah. Not to mention they don't play fair. They're cheetahs. Well, and they also have nearly 2,000 solid black spots. You just completely walked over a great pun. <laughs> I heard it. Bunch of cheetahs. All right, anyhow, where are we at? All right, so we, we've discovered that... Sabor, mm-hmm. who is the leopard in Tarzan, could theoretically still be alive if it but lived he would be too, a little bit longer than normal. He would be too old to be fighting. True. He would be too old to be fighting Tarzan, and it just doesn't make sense. But they would all be living in the Congo, apparently. Or maybe Tarzan's only like 15, and that's why he doesn't have the facial hair. He's 15 with those abs and those pecs? Seriously? He's uh, He's been living in the jungle. Swinging around the trees and such as. 
I don't know. I'm um, just offering. I'm offering things. All right, Jungle all right. Book. What happened to Mowgli's parents? Same Let's thing, move on to the Jungle Book. Same thing that happened to Tarzan's parents. He got eaten by Sabor, so they live in the same place. I, I don't think. think so. I think Shere Khan. Isn't that his name? Okay, wait, wait, wait. The, but the Jungle Book happens in Asia because that's where tigers are. Right. I'm not saying Shere Khan got Mowgli's parents. I think so. I think that's what legend. I think is. that's what we're supposed to think. Yeah, I think that's the case. Shere Khan. Oh, India, India. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you, Lauren. Yeah, so we're in India. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's Southeast Asia. You're right. All right. Okay, but all right. So that's fine. So Shere Khan gets Mowgli's parents. Mm -hmm. Fine. Fine. Now, how did Mowgli settle into human civilization so quickly? It's amazing what a woman will do for you. Well, yeah. I can't true. tell you how civilized Women I've become. Women can really change a man very tell, quickly. Tell me about it. I can't tell you how much my life has changed in three months' time. I know. You got worried about Haley being stuck in Seattle. I was. She got to go. Did she get clam chowder while she was there? No, because clam chowder has both dairy and clams. Oh, right. Right, <laughs> right. She doesn't eat those. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, so, no. Okay. But he was raised in the jungle, so how was he able to use a fork and speak English? When did this happen in Jungle Book? See, I think someone is is getting outside the Disney canon. Was that Jungle Book? I think two? it's in Jungle Book too. Okay. Huh. All right. Anyway, Jungle Book's a little bit more plausible, I think. Okay, uh, that one's not not as crazy. Mm -hmm. Let's get into some Little Mermaid. Here. Okay, great. Because these are some good questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why didn't Ariel just write down her whole story and hand it to Prince Eric? Because we know she can write. She signed a contract with Ursula. So why didn't she just write? this stuff down and her name just write it down maybe all she could do is write her name but she could have at least write, written her name for him yeah so he'd call so you her have right to be like, yeah then you didn't yeah then Ariel. that way sebastian wouldn't have to whisper in his ear which i mean that's got to be some stank breath crab breath <laughs> that's got to be disgusting Okay, but, like, seriously, though, she should have just written it all down and said, like, that's not who you think it is. That's the sea witch. Like. Well, I th I think. Okay. Let's say that she can write. But what did she write with under the water? Uh, a pen? It was some kind of seaweed. A quill? Thing. A yeah, seaweed so I don't. Pen? So maybe she didn't know about writing on the surface. Because, I mean, she didn't know what a fork was. A, what, uh, what is she, a dingle hopper? Dingle hopper. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's a different world to her. So she may not have realized, oh, there's writing utensils in this world. All right. Okay, that's fair. Maybe writing underwater isn't the same as writing above water. I mean, obviously it's not. Have you ever written underwater? Completely different. <laughs> I've never tried it. Okay, why did Ursula used to live in the palace, but then she no longer lives there? Well, I think she used to live in the palace because, you know, she's a powerful... Now, was she always an octopus? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that speaks to her, her power and might and everything, and I think she's just evil, so they kicked her out. Hmm. They, okay, she, this one's you. She got voted off the island. 
if you put it on the end. Oh, that's funny. All right, why does Sebastian have a Caribbean accent when the film is set off the coast of Western Europe? Well, he is a transplant from the Caribbean. He came to... But would he be able to live there? Because obviously the water temperatures are different. Sure. Sure, it's fine. He he moved there. That's what he's got a shell for, you see. His shell is insul insulated. Hmm. And, um, and so, yeah. Or some people, you know what? Some people just try to be sharp. In effect, you ever hear Madonna talk? Madonna is from like Detroit, I think, and she tries to talk like she's from Great Britain or something. Oh, she does do that sometimes, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's he's just here's the thing. Sebastian's just trying to be sharp. He's just trying to be sharp. Sing with me now. Sometimes it's hotter under the water. <laughs> okay, so. Ariel finds out in the morning. While we devoting full time to floating. Under the sea. Under the sea. All right, Ariel finds out in the morning about the wedding. Mm hmm But the actual ceremony isn't until in the evening. Mm-hmm. What does she do all dang day? Doesn't she try to go get her voice back or some such? No. Doesn't she try to... Well, hadn't he already left? And so she's got to figure out where... She's got a lot of investigating to do. Well, she jumps on a barrel that's in flounder, who's not actually a flounder, by the way. Which I don't understand that either. Well, it's just a fun name. Okay. I think it's just, I think it took her that long to get to the boat. She's got a little yellow it fish. It took her pulling. all day to get to the boat. You ever pulled someone out to a boat that far away on, a, on nothing but a barrel? <laughs> nope. All right. Not recently. Exactly. What kind of fish is flounder if he's not a flounder? He's a yellow and blue one. <laughs> Do you get mercury from eating him? No, you wouldn't eat flounder. He's too kind. He looks kind of. They try like to eat Sebastian. That's or true. The, or he tries to cook Sebastian. Well, yeah, Zutalors. I have missed one. Sacre bleu! What is this? <laughs> How could I have missed? Such a sweet, such a little, such little succulent crab. crab. It won't hurt because you're dead. Um, so anyhow, what's the next one here? Oh, how does Ursula paint her nails under the water? That's oh, a special nail polish. No. She also does her lipstick with some weird plant. Yeah, that's it's a whole Charles thing. Down. She also eats things that are alive and wiggly. Yeah. That's because she's an animal. <laughs> I guess Alright these next ones are for you These are your favorite This is your favorite Disney movie uh, My favorite Oh yes Beauty and the Beast uh, Why did Belle have Why did Belle leaving to rescue her father Have to be a forever situation The Beast told her not to come back But she could have easily helped her father And then returned it's true. I, I mean, I, this plays into the character of the Beast because he was just bitter and cold and, and refused to warm his heart 
to think that maybe she would want to come back, and he was just done. So he's like, I don't want to see you again, because he was scared of being hurt. I mean, that, that plays into some character development of the Beast. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, this one's interesting, though. Where are Beast's parents? We know he was cursed as a child, or more of like a teenager, I think, and he was only a prince. So where's the king and the queen? Well, they're probably dead, like every other parent in a Disney movie. <laughs> Maybe he killed them when he was the Beast. Mm, I don't think he killed them. I think that, I do, I think they were dead, and he was he was living his life out as a young prince, you know, and he had all his servants and everything, and and because of that, he was spoiled, and that's why he treated the woman so cruelly. Yeah. Hmm. This one's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, how old was Chip when he was cursed? The dialogue <coughs> of the film tells us that the residents of the house have been living under the curse for 10 years, but Chip ch- comes across as younger than 10. Did Mrs. Posse give birth to him when she was a teapot? No. No, she mm-hmm. didn't. And he got cursed at whatever age he was and didn't age for 10 years. That's what I think. I don't think because he was them... cursed as a cup. Right. That's the thing. They're all they're all inanimate objects being brought right. to life. And so they're not going to necessarily age. Yeah. You know, the beast is going to age because he's a he's still a He's a he's still an a uh, creature, uh, yeah. mammal. Right. A mammal. He's a mammal. Um, so yeah, so Chip was, Chip didn't age. He was as old as he was when he was cursed, as were they all. Tell as old as time. True as it can be. True as it can be. I don't know. You know the words to this one. Yeah, especially. Barely even friends. Then somebody bends. Unexpectedly. Unexpectedly like a contortionist. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, why didn't the beast know how to use a fork? He was human, or used to be. Uh, I think he was just that uncultured at that point. Like, it had been 10 years since he'd sat down to an actual meal and not just shoved his face. And and so his hands, I always read it as his hands were too big, and, like, he just wasn't... Maybe he just didn't want to take the time anymore. I mean, he's been by himself for so long. Who cares about etiquette? Right. I just and want to so, pour the food into my mouth. Right, and so for the first time in the longest in the longest time, he he's actually having to eat it like a normal person, and he just doesn't have the dexterity. Right. Yeah, he can't use his paws the same way he uses his hands. Right. Okay, so let's see. Um, Why did the Beast allow Maurice to go home when he would inevitably go and tell the local authorities? Well, let's be fair. Crazy old Maurice. Uh, Yeah, well, there is a Gaston. Right. He didn't really tell local authorities. He just went and told the local bar. Right. Been hitting the sauce again. Crazy old Maurice. Gaston. Gaston. I, I think that uh, that it was just the understanding that, you know, the beast knew he could take care of whatever he needed to take care of. When I was young, I ate five dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's gross. That's way too many eggs. How did the townspeople, I've always wondered this, okay, and I do not have an answer for this. How do they not know about the castle and about the royalty that used to live there and forget about the prince that's living in the castle in the woods? How do they not know about this? It's part of the curse. They get all forgotten-brained? 
well, no, the, the castle and the people and the prince are forgotten. Because that's just as bad. Listen, not only becoming a beast, but just as bad as that is people not remembering who you were and that you even exist when you've been spoiled and been waited on hand and foot. You know, what what more do you want after that than to just be treated? You know, like, it, it's not enough that you're just an ugly beast, but no one even remembers you at this point. Right. So, yeah, I think it's part of the curse. Okay, why, if we're moving on, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Move on to the Lion King. Okay. Why did Simone and Pumbaa not appear to age over the timeline of the story? Because, mere, because they're a meerkat and a Pumbaa. A meerkat and a warthog. <laughs> when he was a young warthog. <laughs> when I was a young warthog. Very nice. Um, we the Savannah after every meal. <laughs> Uh, I'm a sensitive soul, though I seem thick-skinned. And it hurts <laughs> that my friends never stood downwind. And oh, the shame! He was ashamed. And a change in my name. Oh, what's in a name? And I got downhearted. How did you feel? Every time that I... Pumba. Not in front of the kids. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> Uh, that yeah, you said it, you hit the nail on the head. They're they're a mature warthog and a mature uh, meerkat when they meet uh, Pumbaa or when they meet uh, uh, Simba. Simba. So they're not going to age anymore. They're older than Simba. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, why was there a severe drought immediately after Scar's coronation and torrential rain right after his death? Do the lions control the weather? Okay, this is just point. This is storytelling symbolism. And this, you're being too literal. I was going to say, Teresa, where did you get these questions from? Because this is people just trying to ruin the magic. It's symbolism of Scar taking over and being so freaking terrible that he destroys not only the food supply, but the land around them. And Pride Rock is dying because it's not being taken care of because he's an evil monster. And then Simba has that moment when he walks up onto Pride Rock and he gets Ooh. up there and he starts roaring and, and then it starts raining because now the rightful ruler is back in place which will take care of the land and so the rains have come to wash away all of the decay and death to bring life back hmm. to the Pride Land. Well said, Teresa. I can't Thank wait. You. I can't wait to see this in live action. Oh wait. Uh, oh, I know. Gosh, live action Lion King. What we know. How are people gonna call that live action Lion King? It's not live action when it's all CGI. Exactly. Ugh. This moment, though. This so is, it's one of the great, it's one of the greatest moments in cinematic history. Seriously, but while we're waiting, what was Scar's name before he got his scar? I think he was born with a scar, hence his name was Scar. Wait, but is it a scar or a birthmark then? Well, they call listen, they're animals. What do they know the difference? Clearly they know a lot. They and let's be to... honest, birthmark, not a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Okay, so why didn't Scar just kill Simba when he killed Mufasa? It's not like he was a, a you know, he was a baby. He was a cub. Because he hated him so much, it was about the psycho. It was about the psychological abuse he was putting on him. Because he knew if he said this, Simba would never come back. He didn't have to worry about Simba coming back until this moment. Oh, that's right. Your mama said it. Mama Lowe said it best. He thought the hyenas killed him, remember? He sent the hyenas after him. Oh, that's right, and they didn't tell him. That's... Thank you, Mom. Thank you. Yeah, but why wouldn't Scar just kill him himself? Uh, because he didn't oh, want to no, get Oh, no, no, no. Because Scar's above that. He, right. He'll kill his brother, but he won't put child blood on his own hand. Exactly. Or his exactly. own paws. Yes. Precisely. What do we got from Pocahontas? I killed Mufasa. Mm. I'm going to skip that one. Why? I don't know. There's a lot of them. Okay, how is Pocahontas able to speak to John Smith in English when he's the first English-speaking person she has ever seen? Well, she wasn't able to until he could paint with all the colors of the wind, Yeah, remember? but they said, Wingapo, Anna, and he's like, hi, and then she's like, oh, hello, how, let us talk about things. Yes. Well, what is it, a biscuit? She painted with the colors of the blue corn moon. True. And he went and asked the grinning bobcat why I grinned. How high does the sycamore grow? If you cut it down, you're never gonna know. What about Hercules? Uh, let's see. Okay, if Zeus is the leader of the Greek gods, why couldn't he have just gone and gotten his son back? I mean, really, though. Because that's not how the gods work. No? Right. They don't just do whatever they want? No. No. All right. Mm -mm. All right, this one's good, though. Why didn't Boo's parents put out an Amber Alert? <laughs> she was missing for a day. An entire day, people. Does Tom, like, but does two. Tom work in, in the Monsters, Inc. world the same as it does in our world? I don't know. I don't know either. Was it only a day that she was missing? I think so. I don't think it was longer than a day. Yeah. All right. So why did, so we're going to Tangled, why did Rapunzel never question Mother Gothel's reasons for having her live in a tower? Because if you're told that from the time you're an itty-bitty baby, you never question it. Mm-hmm. Come on, people. Now, this second question, the second question is stupid because they explain it in the movie. Oh, do they? Yeah. So there's the flower, and she's going to steal the flower. Mm-hmm. Okay. The flower, when it's in the ground, has its magical powers. So then when they cut the flower to try to keep um, Rapunzel's mom alive, okay, and then there's Rapunzel, and um, she sees, I believe, and I could be wrong that I think I'm imagining this, but I think she sees the singing to the flower to to where it works. Or maybe I'm crazy. I don't remember Tangled enough to 
to be able to speak to that detail. Where is Sarah Woloski when we need her? Well, okay, let's let's put a pin in that. Let's put a pin in that because I'm going to see if I can't get Sarah on here because I need her to, to to answer this for me because I really think I know something that I don't that maybe is not right. So I'm going to work on that. So you let's ask the frozen stuff. Oh my lord! At all the questions. All right. Um, this first one is stupid. How did Elsa get her magic? She was born with it. Yeah, she's a yeah, mutant. She was born with it. She's a mutant like an X Man. I would agree. She was born with it. I think that. There are just people in her family, like kind of muggles, you know, that you're you're born. Some muggles. are just born with magic. Yeah, I think uh, so. And some aren't. You like you can be from a completely muggle family, and you can be born with magic, like Hermione or like Lily Potter. So I think it's very possible for her to just be born. Right. That's well. That's a, I think that's what we're led to believe is the situation. Um, why didn't Olaf melt when he visited the trolls? There was no snow. I think then he still, it was still ice. Yeah. It was still cold. But there was hot geysers is how this says. There was no snow and there was hot geysers. Wherever you copied and pasted this from, they used terrible grammar. <laughs> why did Anna have to be locked up? Elsa was deemed to be dangerous, but Anna was free to go outside. Wait, what? Where? What? This is the third question. Okay, but Anna wasn't locked. Well, she wasn't. Hmm. Mm. Was she allowed to go outside? She wasn't locked up in her room. No, she like was Elsa always trying to get. Was. Elsa wasn't really locked up. She was just trying no, to lock away her feelings. No, she just didn't come outside. Right. She didn't want. And she, you do see a scene where she does come out of her room. Yeah. So She's... I don't know if she's locked up like like locked up can't go outside no she's not i mean it's just they they try to teach her to she can't go into the town right she she can't go into the town but i'm sure she can go into her backyard yeah that was for safety yeah the safety thing what will happen to olaf when elsa dies oh he'll die he'll die yeah yeah she's a part of his magic or Mm -hmm. he's a part of her magic so But maybe she's like kind of in like immortalish because mm-hmm. she has magic. Well, here's here's what's funny is we're really going dark in this episode tonight. I lost Teresa. Um, no, you didn't. I thought I lost you. You no. just said you were going dark in this episode. No, I said we've really gone dark in this episode tonight. Why do you want to think about when Elsa dies? Well, I'm just, what happens to Olaf? He lives happily ever after. <laughs> Always. How was, here's what, I don't like this. Because this is someone who obviously didn't watch this movie. How has Elsa managed to avoid becoming emotionally disturbed after her isolated upbringing? Clearly she, she is emotionally Yeah, disturbed. what did she do when things got messed up? She goes and builds an ice castle and sings a song that everyone loves. Yeah. Let it go. Snow falls hard on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint, footprint to be seen. Thank you. Kingdom of isolation. And there is nothing green. Oh, that's not how it goes, is it? Wind is howling like a swirling storm outside. Is that it? Hi, I'm trying to take this off speaker. Oh. Uh-oh. Who's, you're Who trying do we to, have? You're trying to take it off a of beaker. Off a of beaker? The Muppet? The Muppet? 
Hey, welcome Sarah Woloski from Skywalking Through Neverland. Hi. Our tangled, tangled Rapunzel master. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to make sure, can you guys hear yourselves? I can't take this off a speaker for some reason. No, I can only hear you. Okay. Well, that's okay. Good. So we're going to finish these frozen questions and then we have a couple of tangled ones. Okay. Okay. All right. So where are Kristoff's parents and why was he raised by trolls? Well, it's a Disney movie, so they're dead and because the <laughs> trolls found him. Okay, but he's hanging out with those adults that are harvesting ice at the beginning. So, mm -hmm. oh, well, who, do we know his parents are dead? We don't know they're dead. We just assume because it's Disney. Because it's a Disney dead. movie, and Disney hates parents. <laughs> well, I assume that that one of his his dad was like in those ice cutters. Oh, sure. That's what I thought. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Where does but then it say how he, does he get raised by trolls? Where does it say he was raised by trolls? He says he was raised by trolls. Oh, was he being real mm. though? I think so. Maybe he went and visited the trolls in the summer. In summer. Maybe from the <laughs> maybe from the time we saw him between the time we maybe he was raised by trolls but they just kind of had a loosey-goosey way of parenting and he just go went and hung out with all the ice cutters as a boy and grew up to do that. Hmm. Okay, so here's a good one. Who ruled Arendelle in the time between Elsa and Anna's parents died and they were coming of age? Well, the viziers, the prime minister. Yeah, it they there's a there's a structure of power for just those such occasions. So yeah, yeah. usually it's people like Jafar, but apparently in this case they were good. Right. Yeah. Right. Not every not everyone is seeking to to seize the throne from an unsuspecting child. All right, yeah. so this is why I needed you, Sarah, because we have a couple of questions. The first one we think is, we kind of answered it ourselves, but I want to know what you think. Why did Rapunzel never question Mother Gothel's reasons for having her live in a tower? Why did she just accept it and stay? Because uh, she's a little kid at the beginning, and when you're a kid, you don't question stuff like that. You just kind of accept what you are. It's kind of like if you're a kid that grew up in poverty, like, like my mom, um, you know, she... She just she just thought that every kid ate, you know, you know, they bought food on food stamps and every kid ate canned vegetables and stuff. You know, that's just how that's just how you are as a kid. You don't really question things that are normal to you. That's what I said. OK. All right. Now, this one, I feel like. I feel like they show this in the movie, but this is why I needed you, really. How did Mother Gothel know what to sing in order to activate the magical flower and then Rapunzel's Ooh. hair? Mm. Doesn't she see it happen, and so she knows the song, or no? Well, in the very beginning... Oh, um, no, in the very beginning, remember, she finds the flower. The, right. The Mother Gothel finds the flower, and what happens she like touches it and it starts to glow so i think when she had the flower she would sing some kind of song to it i i'm not sure how she figured that out uh maybe it's as you said she's like the evil queen from from snow white and yeah what do you think about that powers <laughs> i heard you guys talking about that uh i think that's a really interesting theory i think they weren't thinking about it when they created 
tangled at all. Blah, blah. Get all real on us. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I told mean, you, I'm... I saw that woman die. The boulder fell on her and the vultures ate her. But then my lovely bride says, Walking Dead taught us if you don't see them die, they aren't dead. <laughs> mm, any movie Marvel taught us that that's true that's very comics true. comic books you see them die and they pop up you're exactly too. you're exactly right Sarah soap operas you're exactly right <laughs> yeah so that's a really good question like how does she know how to sing flower gleam and glow right let your yeah, spirit I think shine it's just something she developed by visiting that flower that no one knew about for a while she just kind of like figured out oh there's some magic in here. Let me try different things to unlock it. And she came upon that song or, you know, maybe several things work to unlock its power. But <laughs> she came upon that one. And so that's the one she uses. And so when she realized that Rapunzel had it in her magic, then she sang that song to her instead of the flower. All right. All right. Since you're here, mm -hmm. since you're here already. All right, moving on to Aladdin. What happened to all of the people that the genie created for Prince Ali's parade? <laughs> Jeez. Oh. They weren't real people. Yeah, they. it's kind of like, I bet it's like the uh, fairy godmother's magic where it had a cutting off point. Maybe yeah, they're more of like a, it, it's got to be like a, a, vis a vision he puts in front of people. Or... Yeah. Yeah, that makes Something. sense. So they aren't real people. They're just figments. And he kind of demonstrated that in the Cave of Wonders, too. How he would, you know, shoot shoot something over there and writing would appear and then it would just disappear. So I bet he just made something appear that then disappeared once it was out of line of sight. These questions really take away from the magic of all these things, Teresa. <laughs> Okay, was the genie not able to make Aladdin a prince? Jafar recognized him as a street rat, so Aladdin's background hadn't changed. This genie simply made him look like a prince? Well, duh. Well, the genie yeah. gave him the riches of a prince and the clothes. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the whole elephants. point. elephants. Yeah, that's the whole point. Who Aladdin was never changed. Right. It's what people saw of him. And and so he, at his in his core, was this person... And, and he could not change that just based on what was on the outside. That's the lesson of this story. Right, right. And then Jafar sees through that facade right. to recognize him that he's still the street rat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, now I, I, as a kid, I never really understood this phrase. Uh, I think now I might more than I did as a kid, but why was Aladdin the diamond in the rough? Hmm. So how I interpret how I interpret it is that Aladdin is like he's a diamond but but he's a well okay how do I explain street it so rat. he's a he's a street rat that yeah. has this like hidden diamond inside of him that needs to come out so he's a <laughs> diamond in the rough because he's rough on the outside and so, shiny on the inside Are you saying he's are you saying he's having a hard time pooping Sorry. No. no I'm like, sorry. I'm the boy here. I've got to make jokes like that. No. You are the boy here. That's obvious. <laughs> Help. Well, okay. So I always thought of it as he's a really good, 
hearted person, but, you know, dealt some really bad circumstances. Mm -hmm. Like, he's obviously a street rat. So, (laughs) so like, he, he's a really nice guy. It's kind of like Han Solo, you know, he's, he tries to be a smuggler, but he's really, he's going to always do the right thing. He's, he's a good guy. Like Kira says. Um, so that's what I interpret it as. Mm -hmm. Well, the idea, a diamond, an actual diamond in the rough is a diamond that has been mined, that's been taken from the earth, but it hasn't been polished to be oh. the beautiful thing you want to put on your finger yet and everything, you know, and, or put in some jewelry. It, it has some rough edges to be knocked off and some places to be uh, chipped down to so that, it's, so that it's perfectly cut and, is, and, and living up to its full value potential. Aladdin, oh. Aladdin is a character who's full of potential, because he is a good-hearted dude. We, the, when we meet Aladdin and he's still in the bread and he's still in the food and everything, one of the first things he does when he gets it is he goes he to take a to bite and he yeah, gives it the, to the little to hungry the kid. kids. Because in his heart, he's a good person. That's who he mm. is. He's misguided about what is uh, what matters and what's important. You know, because he's looking out, he's dreaming about being in the Taj Mahal. He's dreaming about all this, all the rich life, and and that's why he he wishes to be made a prince. Because he thinks that's the answer, when really the answer is, be really who you are. Uh, who Aladdin is, is not. he's living the life of a street rat. He's living the life of riffraff, but he even says, riffraff, street rat, I don't buy I that. I don't buy that. You know, he knows there's Why more. Why don't they look closer? Right. He recognizes Would there's... Would be a poor boy? <laughs> no siree. Uh, okay. <laughs> they he... find out there's, there's so, so much more. more. All right. See, so he... All right, okay. so he it, he recognizes his own potential, but he doesn't understand the fullness of how to get there, and that's just a coming of age kind of thing. That's how well, all it's of like us are. being the chosen one, Harry. And yeah, in a lot of ways, he is the chosen one for that particular situation. But anyone could have been the diamond in the rough. I really think uh, Jasmine could have been a diamond in the rough if she'd have shown up because she was unsatisfied. She knew there was more for her than just being trapped in the palace life and all that stuff. She. She wanted to get out more. She had, again, it's the idea of there's some potential there and you just have to have some rough edges knocked off. You have to learn a little lesson to be buffed up and and then the diamond that you are shines. Nice. The end. Shine like a diamond. I love it. Well, with that, I have to go because dinner is ready. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah, for stopping by. Bye. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right. All right, so how can the genie have knowledge of figures and events from the future? Because he's a genie. Yeah, I know. All right, okay, moving on, moving on. Let's move on to my favorite, Moana. All right, what do we got here? I I can't speak intelligently about Moana. You've seen it. I've seen it, but that doesn't mean I can speak intelligently about it. Okay, Moana's first approached by the ocean when she's just a little girl, a toddler who can barely speak. At this very young age, Moana is given the heart of Tefiti by the ocean. Is it just me? Or is that kind of a huge responsibility to put at the feet of a child who's just learning to walk and talk? It's the ocean. What does water know about responsibility? <laughs> it's water and sand with fish poop mixed in. Fish peeing you. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's the idea of this is her destiny. And and the magic of the ocean recognizes that, and so I think the ocean did that because secretly her grandmother was watching, and so her grandmother goes and picks up the heart of the ocean 
when she sees her drop it. I think so the heart, that she sticks it in her necklace. I think you've got your hearts confused. You're talking about the heart of Tefiti. The heart of the ocean isn't oh, that I'm sorry. isn't that the jewel from Titanic? That, yes. Yeah, yeah the sorry. necklace from Titanic. I'm the king of the world. I'm just gonna throw this overboard now because I'm an old crazy old lady. Who well, told she doesn't me. want anybody to have it. Why not? It well, should have sunk when the Titanic sunk. Of course not. She didn't know it was in her pocket. It's fine that it was in her pocket. And there was room on that headboard. Well. Door. Yeah. They could have both lived. Yeah. Never let go, Zach. No, Zach. Never Jack. let go, Jack. And then, oh, wait, you're dead and frozen. I'm letting go. That's so messed up. That's what she did. I know. I know it's what she did. But two, in her defense, after that, she lived a life that Jack would have been proud of. Mm-hmm. She rode horses with one leg on each side. Near, far, wherever, over, over, under, around, around, through. I love them. The Near Far song was written by Grover of Sesame Street. (laughs) Near, (laughs) far. When I first heard that Celine Dion song, that's the first thing I thought about was Grover's little <laughs> bit on Sesame Street. I'll show it to you, and you'll you'll see, you'll understand. Um, where are we at now? Okay, the the okay. So Tala always told Moana, Tala's her grandmother, that when she passed, she would come back as one of them, meaning a manta ray or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sadly, the movie never explains just how she figures this out. Was it just a gut feeling, or did she just really like manta rays? She just liked manta rays. That's stupid. And she believed that she would become one. Did she come back as a manta ray? Is that something that happened in the movie? I don't remember that part. Yes. So remember, she, the Moana's out there, and Maui said, peace out, this sucks, this is stupid, and he leaves. And then there's like a vision of a manta ray in the water, mm-hmm. and then her grandmother shows up in spirit, and she talks to her. Well, that doesn't mean that she turned into a manta ray. It just means that she showed up as a spiritual manta ray. I'm just saying. All right. How is Hey Hey still alive? Hey Hey? Who's Hey Hey? The the rooster that's stupid. Okay, because sometimes stupid people are just too dumb to die. (laughs) He's just too dumb to die. Please. Like, I don't understand who he, how he survives the whole time. Mom, It's a she's a manta ray, not a stingray. She's a manta ray because she's bigger. There is a, a difference. Stingray. There is a difference. Um, yeah, but hey, it's like he walks around with a coconut on his head. <laughs> and he just, he gets put in that little box on the on the ship and he just walks to one side, turns around and walks to the other side. And then and he eats rocks. Like, does he eat real food? Like, how does he stay alive? El Moya in the chat is Teresa's mom. I'm sorry. I was being asked by oh, the producer. Oh, did Haley not know? No, Haley didn't know that. Oh, that's my mom. Mama Lo. Uh, where are we at now? Oh, um, how does Maui not know that Taka and Tafiti are the same island goddess? No, seriously, though. Because when he takes the heart, Tafiti turns into Taka. So he know he has to know that they are the same person. You think he was paying attention to all that after he took the heart? I don't, I think don't he was. know, but you think he would have? No, he's so consumed with himself; he doesn't care about that. I guess. I guess. 
Yes. Okay. So by stealing Tefiti's heart, Maui endangered the whole ocean and the system of islands populating it. And at the end, all he gets is a glare from Tefiti when he shows up and he goes into her hand, you know, and she just looks at him like, whatever. And then she gives him a hook back. It's like, no, don't worry about it. You just basically almost killed everyone in the entire ocean. Well, there's something to be said for grace and mercy. And and he learned his lesson. He did. So. All right, last thing. The ocean did nothing to help Moana out the first time she went sailing. She almost drowned, and the ocean was like, whatever. Even though you're the chosen one. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but how? Why? Why would they do that? Because sometimes we need those experiences to, to grow and have experience. I don't think the ocean would let her die. No, I don't think so. She had plenty of chances she could have died on her journey, and he kept spitting her out. <laughs> yeah. The ocean was going to take care of her, but you also she had to learn to respect the ocean. That's true. The she minute, did. The minute you don't respect the water is the minute you're in the most danger. I agree. Just, now, I 100% agree with that, not even on a magical perspective. No, that's just, what I'm... Yeah, I mean, just, just real like life. Real, real life. Yeah, fire and water. You don't respect them, they'll get you. Yep. Gotta I have, agree. Gotta have respect. I well, Teresa. Agree. Here, let me let me make some commentary real quick. I love talking the fan theories and these questions. Some of them are funny, but most of them, like this, is one of the things that both bother me and that I love about the internet, is when people come up with questions like this. And 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 there's this phrase I've learned from a radio show that I I love to listen to. They're just trying to be sharp, and it's like don't overthink the material. You know? Oh yeah, well, we've talked about that in our reviews though. Yeah, and and yeah, because we'll do that sometimes just being funny and I like to kind of be funny and snarky sometimes in our reviews. But ultimately, when you're dealing in realms of magic and talking animals, you know, there're going to be some inconsistencies with the real world. So, like I love the fact that why did Timon and Pumbaa not appear to age over the timeline of the story? That's the my hang up. I don't have a hang up that hyenas in a line are working together. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a you know I don't have a hang up that the that that these guys are actually working with a lion who's not going to kill and eat them you know, but my hang up is they don't seem to age so that kind of stuff you know you just kind of show that you're kind of either overthinking or underthinking things but right um, well I mean okay here's another Lion King question why do the elephants all go to the same place to die? That's real life though, isn't it? I think so though I think that's true I think yeah probably. Yeah, I, I think an elephant graveyard is a real thing. Is an elephant graveyard a real thing? Okay, I found this on the web for is an elephant graveyard a real thing? Okay, here we go. Uh, according to Wikipedia, an elephant's graveyard, also written elephant graveyard or elephant's graveyard, is a mythical place where, according mm -hmm. to legend, older elephants instinctively direct themselves when they reach a certain age, instinctively direct themselves. They would they would then die there alone, far from the group. I would uh, think though, but see, animals do that because we had a sheep, we had a ram in our mm -hmm. sheep group, and he, when it was time for him to die, he he separated himself from the group and he walked away to like the farthest corner of our land, mm -hmm. and he died there, um, far away. So animals do that; they'll they'll separate themselves well, from. This, from their, their herd. Several theories are given about the myth's origin. One theory involves people finding groups of elephant skeletons together 
or observing old elephants and skeletons in the same habitat. Others suggest the term may spring from group die-offs, such as one excavated, uh, which had 27 different skeletons. In that particular case, the tusks of the skeletons were missing, which indicated either hunters killed a group of elephants in one spot or else opportuni opportunistic scavengers removed the tusks from the natural die-off. So it's the idea that it was made popular and stuff um, through different things like Har Tarzan and Trader's Horn and then later, of course, Lion King. Um, but... Uh, this is, um, you know, it's just one of those things that people kind of saw, maybe observed a few things and then developed that thing. So, okay, so elephant graveyard, not a real thing. It's a myth. And, and you know, like I say, if we're going to accept that that bird's flying around helping the lions out and singing his little songs, I think we can accept that there's an elephant graveyard. True. I don't have any music to go out on the show yet. I didn't. Hmm, um, I don't know what would be good. Who knows? Pick something fun. Uh, so next up on Disney Vault Talk. Now that we've taken all of the magic out of Disney, yeah. Sorry. Well, let me tell you. I what, thought they were funny questions. I did too. I mean, some of them were, and then others. It's like, all right. I, I got mad at the people who actually posed them. I'm like, come on now. Be be better. <laughs> be better. Be better. But I'll tell you what is, Pixar is what happens when you take the magic out of Disney. Oh my gosh! So, Pixar is what happens when you take the happy out of movies. Mm. It's the it's the roller coaster ride that just won't stop. Oh gosh! But you know what? That's what makes Pixar movies so good. So good, so good. True. Uh, so next up is Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Which will break and... your heart and make you laugh. Yes, both. He touched the butt. Uh, dude. They want you to play the seagull song, by the way. Uh, so we have Finding Nemo next, and so we are getting there, and scheduling has just been trouble. I know we say that all the time, but it's for real, for real true. Uh, but yeah. we're working on it, and Haley loves Disney Vault Talk, so we have to do it. That's so, right, exactly. Yeah, so it's coming up pretty soon. We're going to get Finding Nemo in and just keep rolling through the Pixar movies. So... Oh, wrong song. My bad. That's coming up next. Let me do yeah, that. what are you doing next? What show is next on this marathon? I'm going to close out with my... Well, we're going to kind of close things out. And we're going to do Big Honkin' Show, take a few calls, and uh, just kind of wrap up the evening, I guess. We've been going over... We've been going almost 12 hours. So when we're done with this, we'll have gone 13, 14 hours. And, um, nice. And, my, and I've done all my bones can handle. So... Yeah. Uh, right now, here's where we're at as we round up, as we uh, round out uh, the Disney Vault talk. We are at uh, refreshing, refreshing, 35.05 raise. So we're $495 away from our goal. If you haven't donated yet, please do so at geekoutonline.com/cure. If you're hearing this during the week after the marathon, uh, the the giving page will be open until the 16th. You have plenty of time. If you work for a company that will match donations, just get with them with the first giving page, and uh, and some of them will actually do this. Just uh, get the information about it from the actual first giving, and they'll let you know uh, how that works and if that can work with your particular company because I know that some companies do that. And uh, help us get that goal before the end of the week, and we greatly appreciate it. 3505 race so far. We thank everyone for helping us out. Teresa, how can people get in touch with us between now and next time we're together? 
All right. Well, we are going to be reading emails on our next show, so send us an email to vaulttalk at gmail.com. There are two T's in the middle there, vaulttalk at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Vault Talk. We are on Twitter at Disney Vault Talk. We are, both of us are on Twitter. Uh, Steve is at Steve Glosson. I am at Ice Cold Penguin. I usually use Instagram anymore, so come and see me on Instagram at Ice Cold Penguin. And you can follow all of the Goliver shows at Goliverse. G O L I V R S E. That's correct, Teresa. And uh, the, the best way to support us right now give to cure at geekoutonline.com slash cure and we'll appreciate everyone as i said for helping us get to our goal so until next time i'm steve and i'm Teresa. may all your days be magical and all your wishes come true we'll see you next time guys Was a tiny little stick. And I was like, that, that dog, dog had, a had a child.